We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to week seven. It is the DFS Power Grid here, presented by Roto Grinders and, of course, footballguys.com. And uh, I am Dan Bach. We're joined by Devin Knotts today. We've got Phil Alexander, Ryan Hester, pinch hitting for our guy, Tip and Pick, who is a little bit under the weather. You know, you make those those big work trips across the ocean and you're bound to come back with something. So John, get better. We fully expect you to be on the show next week. I honestly think he just didn't want the shame of being on this show after I finally won our four man this past <laughs> week. So that's what I'm going to go with, but this should be a fun week for us here. Uh, always appreciate you guys giving us a watch uh, and a listen wherever you might be. And uh, just some housekeeping here, make sure you check out football guys, Dot com right near the top you got your free email update and i'm telling you don't even have to be a subscriber to get those emails so jump in on that and this week exclusive five day uh free roto grinders premium for nfl so if you're not a subscriber you want to try it out we're giving you a five day pass that'll get you through the weekend get you through monday night football and it won't cost you a single nickel so you can try all the bells and whistles that we have on our optimizer. So check it out, rotogrinders.com. But we're going to jump into this week seven, and this is a week which is a little bit strange. Tons of people on bye weeks and some really, really one-sided games, big spread. So Ryan, we're going to lean on you first. Take us through what we need to know from the Vegas point of view here this week seven. Yeah, sure. First, I'd like to echo uh, get well, John. Um, I don't know if it's if it's possible to be Wally pipped by somebody who used to be on the show, then is now back on the show. But um, no, no, I, I, I won't. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gunning for John's job. He's too good at it, but, uh, but I am happy to fill in again. So it's a pleasure to be with you guys as, as usual. Uh, so Vegas this week, as Dan said, it's really straightforward, right? We have, um, we have a couple high total games. We've got the chiefs and Titans 58 and a half, I believe right now, which is the highest of the season. So that's one you're going to want to get your chips on, but it's probably going to cost you to do so. Uh, in terms of player pricing there. And then uh, Detroit and the and the Rams. So the Rams are a massive favorite in that game, as as one would expect. The total there is 51. Uh, but Detroit is favored by 15 and a half points. My goodness, that might be one of the highest of the season or in recent memory. Uh, you know, the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford uh, narrative angle there, which maybe we'll talk about later. I don't know. But uh, at least one of those quarterbacks is playable this week. Uh, and then after that, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward. Your highest scoring teams are, are the Rams, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Packers. And your, and your teams you might want to stay away from are the, the Texans, the Bears, the Lions, and the Jets. So it, it's, it's kind of to be expected. 
Um, we'll get into maybe a, a surprise shootout or two, courtesy of Phil, who, who gave us uh, Denver Vegas last week. I'm interested to see uh, what, what Phil has up his sleeve for a, a mid to low total game that, that will go way over. So we'll, we'll hear from him later, I'm sure, uh, as our resident GPP guy. But, it, but again, like you said, Dan, we've got, we've got some star teams or, or star-laden teams on by this week uh, in Buffalo and Dallas, namely. Uh, and so we do have some, some kind of cupcake matchups. You know, speaking Devin's college football language, we, we have some bye games this week almost where, you know, we've got some, some FCS teams on the schedule. Uh, at least uh, Detroit traveling to the Rams would appear to be one like that. So it'll be interesting, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what the guys think on, on how they're going to capitalize on the situation. Yeah, I want to bring Devin in just on that before we get into the positional aspect of it. Do you do you treat these games very differently in terms of how you're building your lineups when you have these these massive you know point spreads? Uh, a lot of times we see these kind of towards the tail end of the year. I'm kind of surprised we're seeing it here, you know, in week seven to have something this extreme um, in so many different games. Uh, what's your kind of thought process in the lineup build around? you know, a week like this where we've got these double digit spreads and, and potential blowouts. Yeah. Don't try to be too cute. So I, you know, I, I think that taking players that this is sort of a simple week, especially if you're playing a cash game lineup, like don't, don't take guys that are in bad offenses. Don't take guys that are not going to get touches, take consistent players in those matchups. Now on the, on the reverse side from a GPP side of things, and we can talk about that later, but um you know, Phil's probably going to pound the table to say avoid some of these games because of the roster percentage that's going to be out there. But, you know, some of these players are going to be very highly rostered. Um, and we're going to get into it in a little bit, but there, there's not a lot of different ways to differentiate yourself yeah. from the crowd this week. So uh, I'm curious as far as the discussion goes to, to try and figure that out. Yeah, and I and I think the one thing to always remember on this too, because I'm looking at running backs and just looking at our optimizer and and the where we're we're seeing that people are going to roster these guys. It's just double digits all over the place. It's just hard to get unique at that position. But remember, when you when you're talking about lineup builds, it's not necessarily being unique at one position. It's having your entire lineup the the total ownership or rostership of that lineup is really what matters so if you go chalky at running backs that's fine but that means you might need to go dip and find that single digit ownership guy at the quarterback position but let's get into the quarterback position because uh last week a lot of people use lamar jackson um and if you didn't like me and Devin, you probably played mahomes and you were happy with the outcome that you got from his performance you know we look at this week and, you know, right back to Patrick Mahomes and they take on Tennessee this week. Uh, I believe that both of these two defenses are, I believe, one and two in terms of fantasy points allowed uh, to the quarterback. Actually, take that back. Uh, Kansas City is second and the Titans are currently sixth in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. So I think we're probably very much looking back to going to Patrick Mahomes here. Correct, Devin? Um, yeah, I think he's certainly at the top of the board. Um, and how could, how could he not be, right? I mean, this Tennessee yeah. defense really the last two years, I would say. I think they were fifth worst last year. Um, and I'm just pulling up the 
I'm filibustering um, right now, but um, I'm pulling up the stats as far as how many sacks that they have because pass rush has been consistent. Pass rush has been the issue for uh, Tennessee, and they're a little bit better th- this year than they were last year, but they're still in the bottom bottom half of the league. And if you give Patrick Mahomes time, he's gonna he's gonna take advantage of it. So. I, I look at this offense. Now, the big question is, could Tyree Kill be a, a late scratch? He seems to be dealing with this injury, non-practice thing for the last couple weeks. So if he's fine, I'm good with Patrick Mahomes this week. The The other guy that I'm looking at, um, I'll leave the other obvious guy for one of Phil or, or Ryan, but my contrarian guy this week is Daniel Jones at 5,400 um, against Carolina. So... We've been talking about it really all year as far as how good is this Carolina offense. And they're starting to unravel. You know, they're starting to show, hey, this is why they had to go out and get Stephon Gilmore. This is why they had to go and get C.J. Henderson. Kirk Cousins threw for 373 and three touchdowns last week. Um, now, the game went to overtime, but even then, um, in in – Let's talk about running, which Daniel Jones certainly has. Jalen Hurts ran for two touchdowns the week before that. And Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns the week before that. So uh, they're really try- starting to unravel. Now at 5 to 7% rostered, I think that Daniel Jones is an interesting, interesting punt play at the quarterback position this week. Before I get to Phil and GPPs, we will hear from him on this show. I promise you. Ryan, um... I think there's another name or two in cash that people will probably consider here if they don't want to pay that big salary with Mahomes. Do you agree with that? And who do you think those people are? Yeah, I do. There's there's a couple. Um, you, you know, it's the, the situation is the same as last week where Lamar Jackson is, you know, a, a thousand-ish cheaper than Mahomes. Um, you know, he, he's just he, he's always in a good spot simply because of how he plays the game. Uh, but Cincinnati's not exactly the most formidable opponent either. So I think he's in a good spot. And then, um, you know, Devin mentioned Jalen Hurts, which which I thought about too. Uh, the one thing with Jalen Hurts, you know, he has two rushing touchdowns in each of his last two games, but I think under 200 yards passing in those games. So I'm a little concerned about the rushing touchdown not being super sticky and what's he going to do. I know Vegas isn't as good a defense. Uh, but but I mean, Tampa's really banged up in the in the back and, and he couldn't really do anything against them. Uh, so so at a similar price range, I'd almost rather just take Matthew Stafford at seventy one hundred, who's hosting Detroit. We talked earlier about uh, that game and, and the Rams high total there. We saw what uh, in a very similar spot, what Josh Allen did to Houston a couple weeks ago. A lot of times people want to go to the running backs with a team that's super heavily favored. But, you know, for, in order for them to get that far ahead, the quarterback has to be involved as well. So you'd think the 300-yard uh, bonus on DraftKings is, is, you know, borderline inevitable for Stafford. So he's, he's a name I'm thinking about as well as just that kind of safe Band-Aid cash play to let you do something else at other positions if you want to save from Mahomes. I love that kind of pivot, too. And we'll see. It's Thursday. Things can change a little bit. Uh, we've got Hertz at 17% and Stafford at nine. And, uh, you know, you got a team total of 33 and a revenge game for Stafford uh, versus Jalen Hurts at a 23 and a half. And like you nailed it, a lot of variance in those rushing touchdowns that he's uh, fallen on the right side of so far this season. Phil, get into the show, my man. <laughs> uh, you know, we want to hear your 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 incredible 
GBP takes here because again, I think in in normally like I don't think you win or lose GPPs probably in the quarterback position, but this week in particular, when you want to get unique, it's probably not happening at the running back spot because you're going to be taking some real crappers at that position if you're not going to be rostering somebody who's at double digit percentage. So uh, where can we get unique at the quarterback position here this week? All right, so we've touched on Patrick Mahomes, who's 8,400, Lamar Jackson, 7,400, Matthew Stafford, 7,100. We didn't talk about Tom Brady at 7,700, and I think he'll probably draw uh, a little bit of attention from the crowd. Um, But that leaves one guy in that upper price tier, and he's playing at home. His team's a a 9.5-point favorite. They've got a 29-point total. And his top wide receiver is going to challenge uh, for the the highest roster rate at the position. And who am I talking about? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So th- this year has been a little bit weird uh, for the Packers because they've definitely been content um, to get up in games and then just run out the clock with Aaron Jones and, and this year with A.J. Dillon. I just see this as a classic... Aaron Rodgers Lambo blow up spot. And, um, you know, because all of these high ceiling quarterbacks are available in the same price range, uh, nobody's going to be talking about them. Over the previous five weeks, the uh, Washington football team has now given up 49% more fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks than the league average. Uh, that happens to be a lot. Uh, they've allowed the most. Uh, fantasy points to the position on the season, uh, four touchdown passes in three of their last four games. I mean, it, it, it really should be an onslaught here. And, you know, that, that's one of the, the ticklers that I look for is when you see a guy like Devonte Adams way at the top of the, uh, of the charts, a tickler. Uh, <laughs> it's you a tickler, be, you know, you be <laughs> well, I was going to let it, him go. It, it, it tickles my brain a little bit, is what I meant to say, um, maybe. When you see a high-rostered wide receiver and you see his quarterback, his Hall of Fame quarterback at sub-5% ownership, I think it's pretty easy to spot the leverage opportunity. So uh, I do like Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I don't mind Joe Burrow either if you're looking to um, to get different at quarterback. It just seems like that classic 250-yard, four-touchdown game for Rodgers this week. Yeah, yeah. which which will work. No, it that. won't. You don't Not you don't think that, that puts him? You don't think that puts him up there with the top guys if he throws four touchdowns? So 16, 25. No, someone someone breaks 30 this week. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think the risk you run here is it's Washington. They've been terrible. And how much does he need to chuck it around in the fourth quarter? I really love Rodgers in those more competitive games. And uh, I think he's a fine play, though. I, I'm not going to poo-poo him, Phil, like I think Devin just tried to do there. Because you're right, 275 and four, that doesn't lose you a GPP. Like, no. it's, you know, that's that still puts you in position to be able to win. So, um, and, and I think like that's a very reasonable projection for us in that game. One name I want to throw out there, and I think this is more like DraftKings-centric, at least from a pricing perspective, because FanDuel, he's 
7,600. And that's uh, Ryan Tannehill. Again, we've got the Chiefs right behind Washington. Washington averaging 27.3 fantasy points for quarterbacks allowed. The Chiefs are at 25.2. So these two really stick out. Tannehill hasn't had a breakout game this year. And it's not surprising when you've got Derrick Henry and you can just hand the ball off to him every single time. But um, there's going to be a game where they're going to have to rely on him. And if there's ever a spot, if they fall down two or three touchdowns in this game, uh, I don't think they're going to keep necessarily handing it off to Derrick Henry quite at that same clip. So if we're looking for a breakout game for him, I don't think this is a bad spot for it. And we're looking sub 3% rostered this week. So that's the quarterback position. Quick recap for you. Uh, I think in the cash games, uh, you can't go wrong with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And if you want to go a little bit cheaper, I'm with Ryan. I think uh, Matt Stafford or Jalen Hurts might be your preferred choice in tournaments. We gave you a full list. You can't really go wrong too much in GPPs because, hey, you know, you can uh, pair people up and that's really what you need to be doing in these tournaments is stack them up. All right, uh, again, leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are, you're at. Certainly helps get us the exposure of this fine show and always big thanks to the people at football guys and roto grinders for allowing us to do this program moving on to the running back position here this week phil and uh we're still have an injury out there with the kansas city backfield so we're looking at darrell will uh darrell williams last week got it done and probably going to be one of the higher owned players again this week and then Darrell Henderson. I mean, the one thing that has been very constant for us so far this year is the Detroit running back or the Detroit defense against running backs is absolutely abysmal. Uh, I think most people will likely start their lineups with those two guys in cash games. I know that's not your specialty, but I mean, it's hard to deny how good a plays they look at uh, what 6,600 for Henderson and sub 5K or 6K for Williams here. You're on those guys? Yeah, I would agree with that, uh, especially from a roster construction standpoint. Uh, although I think that people are definitely going to try to jam Derrick Henry in against the Chiefs. Um, you know, they might try to build out the rest of their roster and then have to take him out um, because of the way that pricing is this week. But um, I don't know. Henry keeps making me look stupid for saying to fade him, and he's probably cost me a, a, a good amount of money this year. I, I think I would try to play him in cash if I could. I mean, even at 9200 he's 3X'd his uh, current salary in four out of the last five games. Um, Titans at Chiefs has that uh, 50, what was it, 58-point total? Is yep. it up to, Ryan? I mean, it opened at 55, and it's only going up. Kansas City's uh, rush defense is ranked 31st, uh, according to Devin's favorite metric, DVOA. Um, <laughs> so I, I think he's he's fine in cash. It's just very difficult to, to get balance in the rest of your lineup. Um, in GPPs, so that's interesting, Dan. So where um, where do you have Henry projected? We are sitting on DraftKings at fourteen percent. So that's Devin, do you like have? The... I have it at eighteen, but 18, it's close okay. enough. I don't. I don't know that he'll break twenty. Um, no particularly. 
I think there's a chance. A couple injuries go here and there and surprises and you never know. You're I mean, that's true. I mean, it, let's let's put it this way. If like Tyreek Hill doesn't play this week, if a big name guy decides yeah. to sit, maybe, but I mean, I think this is the conversation here. And Devin, you should probably spearhead this since you're a cash game guy. Yeah. Are you Derrick Henry in cash? Because I'm not. I think I think it's a bad play this week. I think it's the decision you have to make because he's going to be highly rostered enough in cash that if you don't play him, you're going to – I don't want to say you're going to lose if he's going to have a huge game, but he's going to be, I would anticipate, 30 to 40% rostered in cash, somewhere along that line. Um, and – it's hard not to because he's he's the only running back that's guaranteed for 20 points. So I, I understand he needs more than that, but he's going to get 100 yards. He's going to get a touchdown. He's going to catch one to two passes probably. Right there is 20 points. I'm probably, if I can fit him in, I'm probably doing it, but I don't love it. And we'll talk about where I can save money the rest of the show, but – there's a, there's a couple receivers that you can go cheap on. You can make the decision on Mahomes versus Hertz, and, and it can work. But you know, I I guess I'm so you far need everything off. to go perfect. I think that's but I'm, that's yeah. the problem. Like I mean, he's incredible. He is a man amongst boys. He's also coming off of a short week here playing on Monday night football. And you might say it doesn't matter. It matters to these guys. Okay. It can absolutely matter. It's a game script that can easily go bad for them. If, if the one of the more prolific offenses kind of gets off to a quick lead, but do they get off to quick leads? They always struggle in like the first two quarters and (laughs) kind of just joke around. And then, (laughs) and then they're like, Oh, we have to win this game. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. But I, I think to Dan's point, it's it's what what if they do, and then you're kind of host, right? But what well, I mean, this we can play that game about anybody. What sure, if Cooper but, Cup? But if, you're, what if, if they're not nine point two k? I mean, that's yeah. That's like this isn't number. this isn't like Steelers Le'Veon Bell or, or or two years ago Christian McCaffrey, where like no matter what, he's going to yeah. get the ball and I do it. I think it's there. He's. You think he's, he's going to catch seven passes if they fall behind twenty one nothing? He's going to get twenty two to twenty five carries no matter what. That's not what I asked. I said, do you think he's going to, because that was. No, he's not going to catch that, seven passes. You know that. Okay. But, well, you would get that from Le'Veon Bell and Christian but is McCaffrey. He, was right? Le'Veon Bell ever guaranteed to score a touchdown? Because Derrick Henry kind of is. <laughs> but is one touchdown enough? I mean, if four is not enough for Aaron Rodgers, I know we're talking about different formats, but but suddenly if four is not enough for Aaron Rodgers, is one enough for 9.2K Derrick Henry? Probably not. And he's had two, but, games, two games this year no. he hasn't scored touchdowns for what it's worth. Just Just letting you know. Yeah, I mean, like he could score three, but he could score zero. Score a touchdown this week. I I mean, Um, I I don't. It's a fifty-eight point total. I don't disagree with you. I, I, I think I'd rather. I mean, I'd almost rather play AJ Brown if I'm picking a a Titan part of that game, and we'll get there. But um, (laughs) there's, I mean, the running back situation to this week is is it's it's pretty good, right? I mean, I'm playing Derrick Henry. You guys aren't talking me (laughs) off of it. You know. Um, there's two of those guys that look pretty darn good as well. So, and, and, and I mean, you know, you don't want to play guys on bad teams. I understand, but DeAndre Swift has been getting more and more involved. Absolutely in not. No, and he's in cash. No, sorry. Okay. You cannot play I mean, DeAndre Swift. 
he the guy the guy's catching five six passes a week. I mean he's get he's six thousand. He's he's a full player less than Derrick Henry. Just saying. I, I'm not recommending it. I'm trying to get Derrick Henry, but I, I'm saying if you don't want to, you don't have to. So I could make the counter argument that the Rams get up fourteen nothing and they heavily u- utilize Sony Michelle this week. Like we can we can make this come turn however we want. I mean, come sure, on. come on. Now you're I, grasping at straws here. That doesn't I seem. Mean, you could sell me on. You could sell me on Daryl Henderson getting banged up mid game before before that one. But I understand what you're saying. I think I think the question is, you know, is Derrick Henry a must play? And so the answer is no. I'm clearly he's no. Not a must play. So so that then then. You know, to bridge the gap to our next position, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, Dan. Sorry, but are you like Derrick Henry, Devonte Adams, or Cooper Cup? If you can choose one, it's Derrick Henry. Okay, Devonte Adams. It's not even close. I think. No, it's actually Phil? it's actually Cooper Cup. You, you guys are wrong. Cup too. <laughs> We're doing the people no good on the show this week. <laughs> but okay, well, I thought that might go better. But you can tell, folks, we planned some of the things that happen in this show. Okay, well, Ryan, you're the you're the tiebreaker here because Devin said said Henry, I said Adams, Phil said Cup. So what is it? I, I, I'm well. So I, I was I was leaning Cup, but like so when I'm okay. trying to build cash lineups this week and and which you know our 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 dfs single lineup builder at football guys is pretty cool for this you can find a couple guys you like and you can hit complete lineup and it'll spit some out at you and you can go from there but um if i'm playing derrick henry you know or or any of those guys really you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make sacrifices as you know so if if you're comfortable you know playing a a mid 3k wide receiver and and then you know you do it and i'm trying to get derrick henry in because i tend to prefer high-end running back over high-end receiver just in in general as a tendency uh but but i also like when that high-end running back catches passes so you know it's a tough one this week so if i were choosing between those three guys it would be cooper cup for me um but but i i I see the points that all have made for sure all right let's find some more guys outside of these uh you know obvious names you know chuba hubbard's name as well against the new york giants that uh, at 6.1k you know really put together uh, a, a better effort for us the last couple of weeks. Um, Philadelphia two weeks ago went over a hundred yards and, you know, fine price tag, but obviously there's some, there's some issues there, but Devin, give us some other takes here on the, sure. the running back position. Cause there's, again, this is a spot where if you're looking for leverage, probably a handful of guys we can maybe go to that'll make us uncomfortable. But you know, if we see a heavy concentration right now, we've got one, two, three, four guys at 20% or more. And that doesn't include Derrick Henry. So it could be five. Uh, that's chalk-tastic. So uh, give me some other names at running back. Yeah. So a couple other names that I like this week, Damian Harris going up against the Jets for a GPP play. Um, he's going to be probably sub 5% rostered. He had 18 carries for hundred yards last week. So um he was sort of banged up and struggled against Tennessee or Tampa Bay, which had people off of him. But in the last two weeks, 58 yards and a touchdown and 101 yards and a touchdown. So I think he's in a, in a pretty good spot. Um, you guys know my thoughts on Leonard Fournette, so I'm not going to do that. But um, I, I mean, look, Leonard Fournette was in two really good matchups. He's playing the Bears this week. I think he's going to be popular. So um, he's a better fan duel play than he is on DraftKings just because of the, the cost on DraftKings at 7K is is – is too high um, compared to some of the other guys this week. Um, is, he, is he seven? 
Uh, he's sixty four hundred. Seven k on seven k on Fanduel. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's a much better play on Fanduel. I prefer. Yeah, him I still there. agree. But yeah. Yep. Um, and then going down the list, which is always scary. Um, I'm going to think about Devonte Booker. Um, not a great player, but it, I think he's going to be a little under the radar. Um, simply because, um, simply because the the matchup is, I see Roto Grinders has him at 17.9. I'm down in like the 12 range. Um, but at 5.5 K, um, I think a lot of people are going to overlook him because of this Carolina matchup. And like I talked about at the Daniel Jones side of things, I don't believe in Carolina at all. So I think Booker might be a better FanDuel play because he's sub 6K there, but I think he's he's at least interesting this week. Uh, I mean, I this is like the fishiest guy ever to even like discuss. But you look at the game logs and it's just it's just like targets, targets, targets. You throw in some rushing yards. And you're definitely not playing at 8K on FanDuel, but can we consider Cordero Patterson at 6.3K on DraftKings? Or is this amazing run, Phil, going to come to an end for this guy? Because, you know, I, I've been completely off this guy. He was totally chalky a few weeks ago and hit, and I was dumbfounded by it. And DraftKings still has him at a price that's playable. I think FanDuel is just an easy fade. Doing a prop number? Yeah, I'd love some prop numbers. What do we 80, got? 82 yards over and over under for Cordero Patterson this week. For That's total, total yards. Total yards, yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. You won't hear me say anything negative about Cordero Pat- Patterson. I mean, I, I love the player. I always have. I'm glad that he's finally being used as like an offensive weapon and getting a lot of touches every week. I'm not playing him. Um, if that's what you're asking, uh, I but I, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a no for me on, on, uh, Cordero Patterson, but I, I, I wish him well, um, in, in tournaments <laughs> where I'm looking, uh, I like Joe Mixon a lot. So, uh, you saw that I like Joe Burrow, um, and, and Dan had asked what the sneaky shootout this week is going to be. Uh, I like, I like a lot of points in that Baltimore-Cincinnati game. The over-under is modest. It's 47, uh, but there's plenty of room for an over game. Uh, Half of Baltimore's games have eclipsed 56 total points this season. I think their defense is a little bit overrated, and I think they're going to be overrated due to recency bias because they just uh, really put the clamps on the Chargers last week. Uh, and not everyone was expecting it, but that was kind of a, a wonky game script. It was the the West Coast team flying east um, at, for the early games. It it had all that weird uh, juju. So uh, not Juju Smith Schuster, the um, the the other kind of juju. Uh, so I like Mixon. I think the uh, the the public is is going to be scared off him because he hasn't been healthy and. Um, it looked to me like he was pretty healthy last week. He took his usual two-third share of um, the backfield touches and snaps for Cincinnati. He was involved as a pass catcher, a 21% uh, target share. And uh, the Ravens have quietly allowed the eighth most uh, PPR fantasy points to enemy running backs this season. Uh, so I think Mixon is in a, a sneaky good spot. I wouldn't fear the matchup, and I think he'll go overlooked. 
and the last one for tournaments and i'm interested to uh hear what you guys think of this but it's whichever arizona running back is going to be lower owned um and i'm I'm not exactly sure which one that is at this point on DraftKings, james connor and chase edmonds are the same exact price uh i like edmonds the player a heck of a lot more uh so my my biased lean would be towards him but I mean, if there was ever a James Conner, ninety-two is what we have in favor to, of Edmonds. Owner, Edmonds. Uh, yeah. All right. So if James Conner is going to be sub five percent, I mean, good lord, has there ever been a more James Conner game script? The, yeah. I mean, Ryan was marveling at uh, at the Rams being fifteen point favorites. I think Arizona is favored That's by right. eighteen. So I mean, that is fertile ground for uh for running back fantasy production so i i think you got to look at him but if too many people are on that as we get closer to sunday um then i wouldn't mind flipping it back in edmund's direction uh, that's a great point against houston and uh you know i was the only one to play jonathan taylor in our four man last week that i, I swapped that was then. You swap? No, you didn't. <laughs> For a um, one o'clock game? Yeah. <laughs> I, had, um, I had him in there, and then I pulled him out. I think that's called tinkering, starting. not swapping. That's a, that, that's a tinkering. <laughs> yeah, right. Tinkering. Very well said, Ryan. Tinkering. Uh, by the way, Cordero Patterson, a whopping 35-yard rushing prop this week. Ooh, and it's 80 yeah. total yards. Yeah. That means a lot of catches. Yeah, we'll see. Catches um, equal points. I, I hope the people play them and they don't get the suck out again this week. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, all right, let's move on again. Quick recap for you. Look for the popular cash game plays in GPPs. Derek Henry is going to be one, whether I agree with it or not. Uh, but Darrell Anderson, I think he'll be the highest uh, rostered player in cash games in 50 fifties. Uh, Darrell Williams also going to be on that list uh, as a pretty popular player. And we've, gone through the list of gpp plays let's get on to wide receivers and we'll go to ryan for this one and uh you know we still got to wait a little bit on tyree kill i think he's gonna play uh aj brown i think he's probably gonna play again he had some bad chipotle last week but still ended up showing out on monday and the giants banged up as well galladay tony looks like they're gonna be out this week and also i think the bucks keep your eye on that situation whether it's Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin's a little bit banged up. So those are kind of the injury situations. But when we talk about the guys that we want, we'll start with cash games. Who are the core plays for us this week? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but A.J. Brown at 6,300 in a 58.5 point total game with Julio Jones likely out. Uh, that, that just kind of screams must play. Uh, well, maybe not must play, but, but definitely something you want to you gravitate towards. He had seven for 91 in the second half alone um, while while uh, getting over his Chipotle boycott, uh, as you mentioned, uh, or, or I should say just beginning his Chipotle boycott, uh, given what was going on in the, in the first half of that game. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a guy who I think if Julio Jones had like never been acquired in, in an alternate universe, if, if he were playing in this game without Julio Jones on the roster, he'd be $1,000 more expensive. So he's somebody I'm looking at. Um, we talked about Cup and Adams. I, I don't really think we need to go there, but um, two more that that probably aren't the safest. So I, I don't, but I don't, I don't know where their you know roster percentages are going to be. So maybe you guys can brainstorm on that a bit more. But um, 
You know, Calvin Ridley is interesting to me coming um, off the bye, uh, off the London game where he didn't play. So we haven't even seen him in a couple of weeks. Uh, it, he, he's he's being targeted at a very high rate. He just hasn't scored touchdowns. So, you know, you're going to have season-long players maybe dipping their toes in the water as they do each week and thinking, oh, this guy stinks. I'm frustrated with him. He's going to start scoring touchdowns. Atlanta's still throwing, and they're still throwing to him, and they don't have a lot of people to throw to. So it's going to happen. And then the other one I wanted to mention here, um, you know, we the Rodgers play was discussed, you know, Phil's play earlier. You know, whether you like the play or not, I think, Phil, your process was great there. Um, you mentioned, though, Adams being kind of the, the highest rostered receiver. So if you want Rodgers and you want to stack him with some differentiation, um, you know, maybe it's Alan Lazard, right? Last week we talked about Nicole Hardman at 4,200 against this same Washington team. Alan Lazard is 4,200 this week as well. Last week, he got 24% of the targets, which, which was the exact same as Devontae Adams, and he ran a route on 86% of Aaron Rodgers' dropbacks. So if you are looking at Rodgers and you're looking to stack him with a different player, uh, Lazard affords you that and allows you to get cheap. So then maybe you can go with a more expensive, um, you know, more higher rostered player. So that, that can be a, a point of differentiation. All right. Um, Devin. You want to play Derrick Henry, so that means you got to find me some 3K crapper wide receiver that's going to actually allow that to work. So, uh, what you got? Yeah. um, And Phil, your mouse is driving me insane. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Rashad, sorry, fans. It is clicky. We hear every click. It's a little Um, clicky. It's a little clicky. So, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at Rashad Bateman this week. I think that. He showed me enough in his first in in his first game. You know, not the best. I think he had four for thirty, something along those lines. But you know, in a positive game script, going up against Cincinnati, um, in what could be a shootout game. I don't disagree with Phil this week. Um, and Cincinnati's run defense has been sneaky good this year. So um, I think they're a top six or seven rushing defense this year. Which what a turnaround because they were the worst in football last year. But um, this could be a passing game for uh, for Baltimore, and, and I'm looking at Rashad Bateman um, pretty hard in cash. The other guy that I'm looking at, a little more expensive, but T. Higgins um, on the other side of the ball. So I, I, I think I'm looking for those guys who are going to guarantee me. I don't want to say guarantee ever because nothing is guaranteed except Derrick Henry touchdowns. But um, T. Higgins probably going to be in that 10 to 12 range, you know, nice and conservative. Yeah. And then you can play going back to the well. I know he didn't have a great game last week, um, but Jacoby Myers at 5.3 is is a, is a really good price. Um, did he score a touchdown last week? I can't no. remember. two-point conversion, I think. He had a touchdown called back on a penalty or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So yep. he still hasn't scored a touchdown in three years, but it's coming. <laughs> Clearly, they're targeting him in the air. It's coming. Um, like Phil's eventual good takes, they're coming. Um, but we're not there yet. And then the last, the last name that I'll throw out there is Sterling Shepard. I think he's in a really good spot this week. Um, I think he's probably the cash lock. So if I'm going cash this week, I'm looking at Sterling Shepard, probably one of Jacoby Myers, T Higgins, probably Jacoby Myers. I like him a little bit better. And then Rashad Bateman, not a lot to love there. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, the, the reality is at, at, at the top end, 
you could go Adams, you could go Cup, but there's not like a great middle ground this week outside of AJ Brown, who I would like him, but Derrick Henry's scoring three touchdowns this week, so I can't take him too. So it's three now? Yeah. Okay. Just, Every just time you question it, it goes up by one. So <laughs> oh. by the end of this show, it's gonna be at like seven touchdowns. Yeah, see, okay. I, I think I think Ridley is the stone lock this week um against Miami. Uh He's a target monster. He's too cheap. He's a 7K wide receiver for sure. And this isn't a bad matchup for him. So he's in that middle range. Brown is in that middle range. And and I think you're, you know, Rashad Bateman's fine, like maybe, but you have to admit, like there's a chance that Rashad Bateman has like two fantasy points, right? Like that's, that's very much within his range of outcomes. And there's just, just a note for your tournament plays there's going to be heavy correlation in roster builds who have Rashad Bateman and Derrick Henry. So I would highly recommend if you're going to play those guys, get unique and don't play one or the other. Don't play them together because that's where so many people are going to do that exact same thing. And it's going to be, uh, you know, harder to, you know, get unique and you're going to be kind of going the same path as everybody else. So, if you play those guys, it's fine, but try not to play them together because I think it's just going to be a little bit too heavy. Or just play Daniel Jones at quarterback, and then it's fine. Ooh, uh, man. Not in cash, but Devin, I'm usually aligned with your takes, so uh, this should be an That's interesting great. week. This should be an interesting week because I'm not, I'm not there. Uh, Phil, wide receivers tournaments. What do we got? Sure. Uh, Cooper Cup is the best play on this slate at any position, cash games or tournaments. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I don't think anyone out there would want to fade Jerry Rice in his prime, and that's the kind of season that Cooper Cup is putting together. Um, I'm not ignoring it. Uh, love the Ridley call. Too cheap. Targets are there. Air yards are there. You guys were on that. Um, tournament only. What do we make of Robbie Anderson? No thanks. He's been so bad for so long. <laughs> I mean, wow. I was, he's like Josh I'd Gordon. Rather... We're thinking back to like 2016 when he's good, and it's just like it's not going to happen. He was good last year. Come on. So Robbie Anderson is is having a bad season. Um, he's a thousand dollars less though than he cost at the beginning of the season, and. The target volume, so a couple weeks ago, it was about three weeks ago, Matt Rule publicly acknowledged that they were doing a bad job of getting the ball to Robbie Anderson. And his targets in those three games since were 11, 7, and 11. That's a lot of targets. (laughs) Absolutely zilch. He did score a touchdown last week. Um, That was about all he did to save his week. But, hey, if if we're going to like the peripheral stats backing up Calvin Ridley as a strong play... Um, Robbie Anderson. Oh, come on, man. I mean, Robbie, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And and Calvin Ridley are in two different stratospheres here. Calvin Ridley was a second round overall seasonal pick, and Robbie Anderson was like in like the 10th round or whatever. Come on, man. You can't. I brought, I brought up, I brought up the usage though, but, but to Dan's point, Phil, they're not the same player. It's not the same, but I think (laughs) that, I think that the, the thesis is all right. You're right. It's not the same. No, but his. No, but his. his, 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 his let's 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 just acknowledge what happened. Here, Phil did something that nobody does. Not on this show. Not on any show. 
And that's <laughs> catching themselves when they were wrong and said, you know what? You're right. Rather than being the hot take artist, he said he, he took a step back and realized, wow, that was a bad, bad take. We okay. Saying so saying Robbie play. Anderson, saying Robbie Anderson was the same as Calvin Ridley was a bad take. Saying that Robbie Anderson is a poor play in tournaments okay. this week is a very good take. Um he's he listen, the air yards are there, the targets are there. Uh, you, you got to follow that usage at 4,800 on a week where you really do need uh, an inexpensive wide receiver or two uh, to make it a, a viable lineup. And, you know, the, the Giants defense shouldn't scare anyone. Um, I think I think I just gave you uh, the run back in Devin's Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard stacks. All right. I'm going to throw a couple names out here and they're going to be uncomfortable ones. Um, the first one is Allen Robinson, 5,100 against Tampa Bay. Uh, they can't, we can't run versus Tampa so you're Bay. You're criticizing everyone who no, picks no, no. this show. Hold on. <laughs> we, we need the, we need the, the first thumbnail. name you throw out is Allen Robinson. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> we we need the thumbnail for the show to be Devin's closed eye roll when you said Allen Robinson because it I was mean, I, epic. <laughs> I did say I did give it a premise of it's going to be uncomfortable at least. Okay. So you got to give me that. I totally agree. It could be an absolute awful play, but gosh, this guy has just been, he's been so good for so long and we're it's just hard for me to believe that that talent is completely gone just because Justin Fields is on the field. My hope is that fields gets more comfortable and can build this rapport and this is Tampa Bay a game they're going to be throwing. They're a you know pass funnel defense because they you can't run against them. So that's my my case there. It's not a great one, but uh, the other two names I like, and I don't know. It's probably dependent on if Parker plays, but Jalen Waddle's been getting crazy usage. We all wanted to uh, play him last week, but it was that Thursday or that early um, London game, and he absolutely went crazy there. Double digit targets. He's still pretty cheap at that 5,600 number. And then we already talked about Arizona being kind of like a blowout spot. Rondale Moore, I feel like, could score two touchdowns in this one. He's under 5K. They gave him a bunch of carries last week as well. So I don't think he's going to see the volume. But if he scores one touchdown, you're there. If he scores two touchdowns, you're in really, really good shape. So I think he's an interesting pivot on the cheap that uh, – that you could play in this game where Arizona's going to score an absolute ton. Any love that a little bit J- better? No, it's a little better. Okay. Any any love for Jamison Crowder this week? Eleven catches in his two games since returning back. He's four point eight k. What do you got, Ryan? What do you think? Um, I I mean, <laughs> sure. I, I I don't feel strongly either way. Other than okay. you know. It, other than it's hard to play Jets, but but I do. I mean, he just he has these the random like eleven catch games yeah, once or twice. I, I agree. Like he, I could say absolutely not and pound my fist, and then he'll you know go for seven for ninety six and a touchdown. Like, it, it's certainly possible. We'll do uh, that, and then I'll play him. Jeez. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to do it, but I can't vehemently disagree with it. So sorry. One, sorry one, for the lukewarm takes, people. <laughs> one thing: Waddle on Fanduel at five point nine k is almost a must play. I think he's gonna. Ooh. He's going to jump up pretty high on the roster percentages. He's not there yet, but I think he gets pretty chalky. If Parker wouldn't play, absolutely he's going to get mega chalky. If if Parker plays, there's a chance some people will throttle that back, but I don't know that it matters. Like, he's pretty, you know, he's a pretty good player. So 
All right, quick uh, recap of the position here. Again, wide receiver, you can't go wrong in the high end. Devontae Adams, uh, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Cooper Cup. All three of those guys are viable. Probably Adams and Cup are going to be the guys you're going to want to look at in cash games. In the middle tier, talked a good bit about Calvin Ridley. Uh, like him this week for cash. And we had T. Higgins' name certainly brought up. A.J. Brown, uh, I think he's going to get some steam. We only got him at 12% right now, but I think that's going to turn a little bit more. Uh, I think all those guys are absolutely viable for cash. And Rashad Bateman, right now we're at 16%. So I, I think that's fine to play. In your cash games, if you want to play Derrick Henry, he gets you that play. But if he's at 16%, I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, an all-out fade in tournament play because I I I think that that could totally bust. All right, let's move on to tight ends this week. And uh, DraftKings is not like Ricky Seals-Jones. They don't. He's still too cheap over there at 3700 um but uh let's go back to ryan here on the tight end position because uh we still have kelsey we still got waller who's kind of come back down to earth a little bit but there's definitely some like kind of mid-range cheaper guys that i think a lot of people are going to play here yeah i'll speed up the show a little bit and and uh you know kind of move straight through cash it's Ricky Seals Jones. He's still not expensive enough for an every down player who's as good an athlete as he is. That's that's all I'm doing. There's okay. one other name. Dallas yeah. Goddard's the other name that I think you could play okay. with no Zachary. Is he back? Is he back from am I I might be he behind is, on yeah. my news? He's back. Okay. Yeah, right. it's probable. Okay. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's one it's one of those two guys, I think, this week in cash. I I completely agree. I think it's gonna be very, very concentrated ownership on those guys. And, you know, Kelsey's great, but there's no way you're getting Kelsey and you're getting Derrick Henry and any semblance of a decent quarterback. So, uh, you know, at 9.2K, it's you know, his his popularity is really going to drive this slate, I think. So it's going to be fascinating to see what 7.6, right? 9.2 uh, Kelsey, is Henry, I think. I think okay, Dan was got, referring yeah, to yeah, Henry. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey at 7.6. Yeah. Um, okay, Devin, uh, so we know the cash games. Give us another, you know, couple guys that uh, we can look at. Yeah, so just to, just to clarify, the, the way that I'm handling this week, uh, FanDuel, I'm going Dallas Goddard at 6K. And um, DraftKings, I have to go Ricky Seals-Jones because I need to save every single dollar um, in order to get up to Derrick Henry. Um, I did realize that I'm suspended from taking Patrick Mahomes this week because – I said I wouldn't because of what his brother did after the game in Washington. So I won't be taking Patrick Mahomes. Um, but that, that was a big rant. That was a big rant that I went on. So okay. go back to my Twitter account and I um, said some not so nice things about Patrick Mahomes' brother dancing on Sean Taylor's um, retired number. Um, so going back to GPPs, I. I think an interesting way to to build a lineup this week is just go incredibly balanced. So go with yeah. the mid-range running backs, go with the mid-weight mid-range wide receivers and go with the Travis Kelsey. He's I mean you could very he's a very affordable at 7.6 compared to a 58 point total. He has just as much upside as a Cooper Cup as a De- Devontae yeah. Adams and comes at a discount. So you could theoretically look at a two tight end week this week. You could play a Kelsey and a Ricky Seals Jones. You don't have to. I, a lot of people don't do it, so it is a good way to get leverage off of it. 
but a, a nice balanced lineup and just avoiding all three of those guys could be a way that you could look at it this week. Um, and then the other guy that I'll, I'll throw out there, this is always part of the show where I pause and hesitate before I throw out a name, but um, Robert Tunyon, um, 3.5 K if you need, he hasn't done anything this year. So he has not, um, but he's one of those guys that just has those weird weeks where he, he catches a long touchdown or he, he breaks one loose. And if we believe in Aaron Rodgers and we think this secondary is bad, then Tunyon could be a guy that he's still, he's still on the field for, for quite a bit of the time, but um, I don't feel great about it, but if you want to pivot, if you need to go low and you need to pivot off of Ricky Seals Jones, he's probably the guy that has the upside to do it. Sure. Seals Jones or Rashad Bateman. Like who do you prefer Devin? In terms of what? Like, 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 like who, like the, who's going to project better between those two guys? It's probably Ricky Seals Jones. Now to be fair, he's a little bit more expensive than, than uh, Bateman. So it's not like an even split, but that's the kind of point that I was getting at that you alluded to was you could go tight, double tight end. And that's a way to, you know, avoid that trap of potentially playing um i think rashad i think rashad bateman is like five points or like 14 i don't think there's much in the middle i think also though you i mean you might be playing both of them anyways in a cash game lineup if you go mahomes and henry i think you probably have to go both i think even if you go like lamar jackson and henry you probably have to do both there's it's tough out there i mean it's tough but I, I think if you go Henry, you should probably look really hard at Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. Fair. Or really any any of those top-end wide receivers, you should probably look at that mid-range tier, which, going back to our quarterback discussion, could drive Mahomes' roster percentage, ownership percentage down. Um, yeah. One of those two is probably going to be under what, what the field thinks. But um, I don't know. I I'm starting to come around in these Kelsey Mahomes lineups a little bit, just hearing you, you know, talk about it in that way, because you're right. Like if you're playing Henry and you want to play Mahomes, you're, you need so many things to go right in GPPs. Like you need, you need to hit on everything where if you just take a stand in one of those two and just, you know, if Henry goes for 15 points, that's be in a really, really good spot. So uh, I think it's an interesting week for tournaments on that, on that front. Okay. uh, We're going to get to defenses and get on out of here real quick, but the recap on tight ends, very simple. Ricky Seals Jones and Dallas Goddard. Those are your cash game plays. I think we can consider also Mike Gusecki a little bit, depending on what happens. His target share has been up tremendously as of late. Okay. um, Defense. uh, Phil doesn't like defense. Do you Phil? I don't love it, but I think you skipped me on tight end, so I'm I'm chiming in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, give... did you have a passionate tight end that that we? That I do. Love? Okay, I do okay. actually. I think I think um, I think T J Hawkinson. T J Hawkinson could lead all tight ends in scoring easily this week. I think that he's been hurt, and that's been the entire problem. Uh, but I think we saw positive signs in week six. He commanded 11 targets. He was back over 
uh, 15 DraftKings points, which was like more than his total over the last three games. Um, Jared Goff is going to have to throw more than 40 times in L.A., uh, so I think that Hawkinson makes for uh, a good run back in your Stafford Cup stacks, which I suggest making plenty of this season. Uh, and since you did ask me about defenses for cash games, I think you're looking at either the Giants or the Cardinals. Uh, Giants are down at 2,500. They're at home. Sam Darnold has looked awful in the last two games. He looks like the, the Sam Darnold I remember uh, watching for a few years as a Jets fan. Uh, Arizona, I think, is going to be like mega chalk. That that might be yeah. one of the, one of the uh, most popular plays at any position, uh, which is unusual for a defense. But at thirty one hundred, as eighteen point home favorites against Davis Mills, um, that that's going to be hard to pass up for a lot of people. Um, GPPs, I think, I would uh, say you could pay up to be contrarian and use New England uh, against Zach Wilson. Uh, rookie quarterback going to uh, to Foxborough to play Belichick just does not uh, profile well. So those are my defenses. Devin? I don't disagree. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, the, the only note I had was um, if a team is hosting Houston and they're below 3,500, they should probably be an autoplay. So that's Arizona. Yeah, for those not yeah keeping track. obviously. I mean – I, I think it's, again, back to the strategy that, that we talk about to win these Millie Maker type contests. I'm happy to get away from a defense that's going to be that chalky yeah. in that situation. Um, and the, the thing that we haven't seen this year, guys, is there's always these games where, like, there's that defense that goes absolutely bonkers that if you don't have it, you have no chance of, of winning. Um, you know, where they score two defensive touchdowns, we haven't really had that this year. So maybe it's this one. Yeah. And this what? is going to sound crazy because they're so expensive. But Jared Goff could get eaten alive by this former team here. And they're 5K. Nobody's going to want to pay 5K for uh, for the Rams. But it wouldn't shock me one bit if we get some turnovers in that game. And uh, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, Ra- yeah. Raider- Raiders are fifth in the league in sacks. So going up against Jalen Hurts, that could be an interesting one. Um, it's the yeah. only one I got. All right. Um, well, I think we're ready to say goodnight. Can I say one thing? Yeah, please do. I think you mentioned it, Dan, earlier in the year, but um, I just want to say how important late swapping is for cash games and reiterate that point. So last week um, I tweeted it out, but if you had Kareem Hunt and were behind, going with a, a wide receiver was probably the right move. Um, to switch off because you were probably drawing dead if you were behind when a player is that highly rostered. Um, so I think a lot of the top cash game players are actively managing their cash games and GPPs for that matter, um, right before the four o'clock games start. So if you have the time, if you don't, I would try and make it, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do it. Um, so that's my 30 seconds. So, yeah, and it's going to apply this week because Derrick Henry plays in the 1 o'clock games, and when he doesn't score a touchdown and you've spent <laughs> 9,200 of your of your salary cap on there, I'm gonna be scrambling. you're probably going to need to scramble around a little bit, Devin, <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to, to catch back up. But uh, that is actually excellent advice. And, and that applies to tournaments too. I mean, it's not just GPPs. If, 
if you're going to win that that top spot, you know, uh, it, it's you, you got to think what's the best way to do it. And you might build your teams, quote unquote, optimally before the slate starts. But as the slate goes on, you got to you got to look around and be like, OK, what what's going to make me unique to hopefully be in the top one percent? Because a, a good pivot this week um, could be Robert Woods. If Cooper Cup does struggle, um, or if he is highly rostered, they're both at a four o'clock game. Woods could score two touchdowns and completely wipe out a lot of the Cup lineups. So keep that in mind. Yep, I like that call. Excellent advice, uh, Ryan. Give the people something to something to chew on before we get out of here. From your yeah, room. just um, kind of kicking it back to old school when we used to do the stack section at the end of the show. Um, one stack that uh, that no, was not mentioned at either position, and, and this could maybe be the Denver-Vegas game of, of last week, is uh, is actually the um, Philadelphia-Vegas game this week. Uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller. So we talked about neither of them, but Philadelphia has allowed some huge games to tight ends um, or, uh, this, this year. So... Um, you know, the, Waller is a guy who we know what he can do. We know uh, about the high ceiling. Uh, Philadelphia allowed 49 yards and six catches and a touchdown to OJ Howard last week. They allowed Tommy Tremble of Carolina to score a touchdown. And, and I think only our, our viewers know who that is. Um, they allowed Dalton Schultz six for 80 and two on a Monday night game a few weeks back, as I'm sure many recall. So um, Waller just hasn't gotten it going. So maybe this is kind of a bit of a redemption week. I know I mentioned Ridley earlier and I'm mentioning Waller now, but th- these are players that we know are super talented that have been underwhelming and, uh, could, could regress back to the mean in a positive way this week. Phil, give the people something. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That is the way that we got to end it. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. As always here on the Football Guys DFS Power Grid. And it's presented by rotogrinders.com. Remember, Rotogrinders this week, get on over there. If you're not a subscriber already, you get a five-day free trial. So you can try all of our stuff out this week, see if you like it. And, of course, with the NBA and a lot of other sports, it's a great time to jump on over to our community. And, of course, footballguys.com. Devin, what do you do on – don't you do some Saturday night? Isn't that uh, – Yeah, I do a Q&A um, show on Saturday night, um, which is just basically just – having a cocktail and answering some questions. So a lot of fun here on the football guys channel. Um, so check it out. If you're, if you're bored on a Saturday night and you're lame, like I am with a, uh, a baby at home. Hey, there's a lot of us out there like that, Devin, don't call everybody so lame uh, because that's the best time to be building some lineup. So uh, check that out on the football guys, YouTube channel uh for ryan thank you so much for pinch hitting again john hopefully we'll see you next week Devin and phil i am dan Thanks so much for watching. We'll talk to you here again on The Power Grid. See you, everybody.